Good day, South Nation. It's awesome being back again speaking to you. Hope you guys have had a lovely day. Hope your experiences so far has been awesome. I trust God that God has been blessing you so far from this podcast. And I pray that even as we delve into today's um, message, uh, today's discussion, that the Lord breathes upon us and He blesses us once more. And before we continue, I would just like us to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace over our lives. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given to us to share your word. That Lord, even as we dig deeper into your word, we ask that Lord, you speak to us in ways that we that we can understand. Speak to our hearts, open our hearts, open our minds, open our thoughts, and bless us with your word. Let it meet us at the very point of our needs. Let it be planted in our hearts and let it bear much fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, today we'll be talking about spiritual discipline and relating to our emotions. And this is a really beautiful topic because I think it affects every every one of us and it's something that's really difficult to to explain or understand. We all we all go through it. We all have emotions every now and then and we all try as much as possible as humans to manage our emotions, whether it's in a place of work or it's um, with our siblings, like some of you us that share rooms with our siblings, with our parents. And so many times people can really affect the way we think. And as Christians, we need to be able to manage and control these emotions. We must master our emotions. And first is first, emotions are generally intuitive feelings. Um, emotions are usually feelings that, are, that, come, that we come across by circumstances that, that we that we see our moods, um, our relationship with others, um, the way we react to them shows a bit and a lot about us uh, as human beings, as, as people. And because of the influence that emotions have a lot of us, it's something that if, if not checked properly, could, could go a long way in affecting our day Somebody will have a particular emotion in one day and you see it's, it's bring your whole day. Emotions come in different forms. Emotions could be joy, for some people it could be sadness, or for others bitterness, anger, depression. Sometimes we overreact in certain situations. Emotions come with fear, anticipation. So there are different ways by which we exhibit our emotions. But but today I, I want to I want to to us and how we could manage manage that that um, for so many people we could also link um, our emotions to our temperament so a lot of people have just said oh instead of trying to discipline themselves say no that's my temperament so oh, I'm choleric that's why I act the way I do um, I'm, I'm phlegmatic that's why I act the way I do I'm sanguine that's why yes I may be very very temperamental I'm melancholic or oh, I'm very very reserved right but at different phase in time, God has been able to work with every man as regardless of whatever temperament you have. And God, when the Holy Spirit comes in, in contact with whatever temperament you have, it, be, it becomes a very beautiful story. If you bring all the temperaments to form, say a choleric person, the first person that comes to mind is, is Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul comes to mind as that choleric person, the guy that wanted to destroy all of the disciples he had a set targets bad guy what 
ready to do whatever it took was a very highly disciplined person wasn't going to hear it's all it for him was the law and nothing else he was going to establish the law he was going but by the time god god got to paul's life paul's paul's life was changed forever paul that really i'm sure but before he was the director of people sooner or later paul was the one that was sitting my brethren i'm always praying for you i'm always seeking 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 your uh, my father's face in, in his presence for your sake paul wouldn't have been that kind paul didn't call, call to us cut across as that kind of person but by the time he met jesus it changed for him he wants to talk about a, a phlegmatic person you talk about abraham you don't seem like that guy that didn't send that guy that didn't care about anything that was going on around him but by the time he came in contact with god he changed his story totally say someone who was sanguine we see peter peter cut off somebody's ears immediately like no time no discussions no 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 conversations by the time jesus said one thing peter was ready to say two things but by the time the holy spirit came on peter you see someone who was very timid we see boldness like we saw somebody who was very laid back receive strength and grace and that's what the holy spirit can do to every one of us right we see somebody who was melancholic when i think of someone who is melancholic i think of john the baptist i think of most of the prophets people that are talented individuals that are just reserved in their art and in their work and in their writing right they're very they don't try to relate to people other people right but somehow somehow the holy spirit came upon them and jeremiah that used to be very reserved is out there speaking the words of the prophet right so so different people have different we rule over the temperament so we allow it guide us or we are char- um, for everything as christian we must be in charge of our emotions we must be in charge of how we react to things we are not controlled by these temperaments no no never we will not allow our temperaments control us rather we allow the holy spirit in us express itself even through our temperament and that's why I think King Lehari wrote the book on the Holy Spirit's controlled temperament, right? The Holy Spirit the controlled temperament is that temperament that has met with the Holy Spirit. Is that temperament that yes, the Holy Spirit is fully in effect with and the Holy Spirit guides. So when I speak, it is because the Holy Spirit has is speaking. When I am in a hurry, it's because the Holy Spirit has, has enabled me to make haste because it's my haste is timely. I don't get angry because what I have and everything I do is backed up by the love of God. Right? Everything I do, everything I say, my actions, my reactions are totally backed up by the word of God. I remember when we were in secondary school. When we were in Bible school growing up, it's a popular statement we used to make WWJD, what would Jesus do? Right? So we are, we're told that we should use that to guide our expression and reaction to things. Like if you're going to say anything when in reaction to whatever a friend or a colleague in the office has told you, I'm going to be reacting. I'll ask myself first, what would Jesus say? And when I wait and say Jesus wouldn't be abusive, Jesus wouldn't be insulted. I, I, I watch my tongue, right? Because you know that out of your tongue comes the power power of of life and death. You also know that the 
as according to james that your mouth is not meant to speak blessing and speak a curse at the same time right so you know these things so you manage those things when someone is trying to get you angry what happens you you are speaking to yourself and telling yourself what would jesus do in this situation right when depression comes how would jesus react when shame comes how would jesus react when sadness comes how would jesus react yes he, the master sadness was upon him he still took it well so you can with all this you begin to learn patience you begin to learn perseverance so you begin to, to learn to handle what's people. my point here my point is i'm not trying to i'm trying to say your your emotions are not invalid the emotions are no wrong to have emotions as part of something god, god has brought it inside of us but when they are out of context when they walk outside of god's will then we begin to have a problem right and for us to be able to stay in God's will and make sure that we, these emotions do not rule over us, right? That we don't act outside of God's will, then we must keep it in check. And for us to do that, then we must go back to the very first person, the very first person who, who our likeness, who we should be like, and as Christ. How did he do it? What was the way he did it? Um, if, if you don't mind, if you read on the scriptures, it meets to Hebrews chapter 4. We'll just run through certain scriptures quickly. Hebrews 4. Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 15. Yeah. So from verse 15, we talked about, he said, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all point tempted like we are, yet without sin. He said, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. It's, it's beautiful. We don't have somebody who doesn't understand these things. God has gone through these this emotions. He has been scorned. He has been spat upon. He has been disgraced. He had had every right to be angry. He had had every right to be depressed. He, had, was, he was leading 12 disciples. His congregation did not grow for several years. People, people that he came to save were the same people who, who, who were castigating him. But what? He didn't change him. He didn't in any way sin. So we must learn how, how did he have it? He spent time with God and he used the word of God. And I think that is what we must learn to do. We must learn to always use the word of God in every aspect of our life. So when, our, when we are sad, what do we do? We speak God's joy and we speak God's peace. When we are angry, take Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20 said, Be angry but sin not. We must make sure that we do not just spit out the first word that comes out of us, right? We must always go back to what does God, what has God's word spoken concerning us. When we are bitter, we should speak God's love into our hands. We know that we are the righteousness of God. We can't have that weight in our hearts. We have been taught to love everybody. Yes, certain things for Christ. So we are going to fear. When we are in fear, it says, love casted out fear. So why would I fear? Say, be not be afraid. Say sometimes we can even go and we can take sing hymns and we can laugh. Um, Psalm chapter fifty-two verse say, let let me let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies trial for me. Right. When we feel ashamed, let's fall back to the word of God concerning our lives. There's no need to be ashamed. I can't be put to shame. No power of darkness can put me to shame. When we feel depressed, we must be like David who said in First Samuel chapter thirty verse six and said he encouraged himself in the Lord. 
I he encouraged himself in the Lord, even when everything seemed like he was bad. But even his strongest warriors fought against him after they had wipes and goods had been stolen. But what did David do? David encouraged himself in the Lord. And also, I don't really know what you've been through. I don't know the situations that you've been through in your life. And I speak concerning every situation in your life, even as you encourage yourself that every situation will give way by the, give way by the power and the name of Jesus. That everything that is making you struggle, everything that is bringing up certain evil emotions in your heart, everything that is stirring up emotions, causing you to cry, causing you to mourn, I speak against them by the power the name of Jesus, that you are set free and you are set free indeed. You are set free and loose from every cage of darkness. And no, no power can by any means, can by any means hurt you. No power can by any means keep you in any cage of anger, in any cage of fear, in any cage of shame, in any cage of reproach. Because what you have been bought with a price, you've been bought with a price, and that, that price was the ultimate price. You are so important that the Lord went to Golgotha for your sake, and he sat on the cross and he looked at you while you were saying it, while he was mentioning that it was finished, he was looking at you. Yes, you, he was looking at you. You are that important to him. So therefore, no power can keep you down. No power can keep you Restless no power can make you feel inferior. Nothing on earth can make you inferior. This anger you are dealing with, I speak against every spirit of anger. And I ask that those that anger pack his load from your life and never return again. Yes, because the word of God said he has given you peace. Peace. Say, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Say, be not. Don't be ashamed. Don't be proud. Don't, don't be afraid of anything. The Lord has settled it already. The Lord has settled it already. Before we round up, I want us to quickly go to Ephesians chapter chapter 6 from verse 10. I think this just quickly gives us a perspective. Ephesians chapter 6, if you are there, you can quickly open your Bible and press 10 to 11. Say, finally, my brethren, say, be strong with the Lord and the power of his might. And then he said, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. So you go to verse 13, you say, Wherefore take upon you the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil. And having done all to stand, he says, Stand therefore, having your lungs girt about with fruit, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the very that to the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. Say, pray always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. 